This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your two more reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomoreps.com.au. like that and I have my coach Paul Hooper here with me Paulie how you going <laughs> morning cool. that one which one <laughs> that one <laughs> we've got a multitude of cameras set up here and we have no idea what we're doing so preempted so yeah, we're hey, safe now anything that's right. we do keep it here. real <laughs> anything we do from here <laughs> um cool so um I am a personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and I train out of a private facility, so we're in our gym at the moment, yeah. um, so Paul's gym, and I just get the pleasure of working out of here with you. Um, so Paul, do you want to introduce yourself, let people know what you do? Yeah, um, well, like Elle, I'm a personal trainer, that's our, uh, our trade, as we call it, um, also a sports nutritionist, online coach, um, I've spoken overseas at various festivals. Uh, Host a podcast, write a few blogs here and there as well. So, been around for about uh, eight to nine years now, um, and have worked with a oh, multitude of people over that time, whether it be just general population, lifestyle, and plenty of contest prep as well. So, yeah. Yeah, can't get rid of me. No, and can't get rid of her. <laughs> I mean, you did invite me into your place. Yeah, right? I know, I know. So it, is, it is on me. It is on me. So, uh, I thought we'd start with talking about what we see for fitness in 2023. Oh. Where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? I don't know. Look, you know, the, the health and fitness industry is, um, it's Volatile. ever, yeah, it's ever evolving. It, it, it's constantly changing, you know, because obviously it's now come to a point where it's backed on science, backed on evidence-based training. There's a yeah. lot of research that goes behind a lot of things we do, a lot of protocols we put in place. So that will just continue. It will just continually change yeah. and evolve. And then, you know, being evidence-based practitioners ourselves, we'll continually learn as we go and implement what we learn. Yeah. So um, in terms of this year, look, there's nothing that's groundbreaking, I suppose. Um, yeah. No, not really. Like, I think, I think from our perspective, the biggest thing is to continually educate the public, the, the general population regarding what's healthy, what's not, what's safe, what's not, you know, the, the generic sort of templates that a lot of businesses and that used from old school ways of poor diets and things like that. Yeah. It, it's still 800 calorie diets floating around uh, and no, keto like a, and yeah, I just, all the fun stuff. Yeah, it's just it's just not practical anymore. Like the sustainable living is so much more prevalent now. It's much more um, as I said before, evidence based. Yeah. So we can offer that as a yeah. alternative to aggressively dieting for no other reason than to try and lose weight. Lose weight, yeah. yeah. And I think um, I think people's, I guess, perspective on health and fitness has probably changed, shifted over, particularly the last two years with mm. COVID and things like that. I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of people who come in and um, they're kind of trying to get health, like it's more health-based talk rather than skinny-based talk, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Less, less. I want to be 55 kilos and more. I just want to be fit and healthy, yeah. kind of thing. So, I think that you know, hopefully, um, we're making somewhat of a dent in that mm. space because that's what 
I guess whereabouts more that healthable, healthy and sustainable because I know that a lot of people who come to me start on 1200 calorie diets. Oh, so much so, yeah, I know. And then we've got to spend the time to educate them, right? Telling them, well, we've got to kind of fix that before we can do but what, they're fearful what of you want. putting their food up and putting weight on. Yeah, correct. But unfortunately, it's a necessary evil, isn't evil. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, a lot of the time, I know that sometimes I put people's, um, and you probably experience this as well, you put people's calories up and they actually start losing weight yeah. instead. So it's kind of funny, but you've got to get break past that. Yeah. Stereotypical, everything that's happened prior with the shitty diets and God knows what else that's it's happening. A, it's interesting, isn't it? Like you mentioned the, the, the old school mentality of being yeah. skinny. Like, you know, you go back to 60s and 70s and that was the goal, to yeah. look skinny. Whereas now, obviously, it's look fit. Yeah, look fit. Healthy, strong. Um, so it, it is interesting, the evolution. Yeah, a bit um, of a shift. Yeah, big time. So yeah. it, where that will be in 10 years' time, I don't know. I Hopefully, know. it's on a similar tangent. But yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's good to see that with education, that shift is, is heading in a positive direction. Yeah, I think so as well, because like other than obviously the aesthetic purposes of, mm. of working out and dieting, yeah. um, I know, and I think I said this to you, because I don't run, we don't, we don't run, we don't run here. <laughs> um, but I did do um, that, that hit class with Tracy, uh. and we had to run for five minutes straight, and I would never have been able to do that ever. But I've been with you for nearly five years coming up in March and like obviously um, because of stage we've primarily worked a lot on, around you know my glutes and stuff like that because mm. that was probably one of my most underdeveloped things and since doing that I ran that five minutes no trouble at all and I've always found running kind of painful on my knees and things like that sure. so even from like like obviously having a nice bum for girls is, is a thing right yeah. like we all want nice glutes um, but outside of that, it is actually beneficial health-wise to have all of those muscles and have that, you know, ability and function and movement to be able to kind of do that. So I think that it's a good thing if we can move people into that direction. Yeah. If we can be part of that, then that's, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and using that example, like, I think another aspect that enabled you to run better in that scenario was the fact that uh, you would have built up a lot of endurance through weight oh, training yeah. anyway. Yeah, like, definitely. You know, even though we don't specifically train cardio, yes. there's a lot of cardio built into the way we train. Yeah, actually I've often had people, like when they first start with me, and you know, a lot of people wear um, mm. Fitbits and stuff like that, and it's like they look at their heart rate during a training yeah. session, they're like, oh my God, my heart rate's at like 140 something. I'm like, and that's why we don't do cardio, yeah. you know, because you're kind of still sitting in that, that range of elevated heart rate and, you know, things like that. So breaking all those stereotypes, I think, one of my big goals for this year. Oh, absolutely. But I yeah. feel like that's an ongoing goal. It, for I us, don't think right? it'll ever change. Like it'll be beyond our lifetime. Yeah, before yeah. It, you know, the the whole. Um, you know, I don't want to look like a man, and and I know <laughs> these are all very yeah. female specific, but it is unfortunately a common yeah. stigma. Yeah. You know, I don't want to put on too much muscle. Well, yeah. I've been training for eight years. I, I wish I could put on too much muscle. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. That's what I say to all of my clients now. I'm like, oh, do you think I look manly? And it's like, oh, no, not at all. And I'm like, cool. Well, I've been training five years and really hard yeah. to try and put too much muscle on. Oh, no. So, you know, it's not as easy as, I guess, it's one of those big stereotypes yeah. around women, right? Mm, mm. True. Um, so I think that um, one of the biggest things that I've been kind of um, getting 
questioned about, I guess, for lots of better words, is we've had our, we've had the Christmas break and New Year, and and between Christmas and New Year, that week seems like a black hole for everyone. Yeah. Like no one knows what day it is. Yeah. Um, for the better part for that week, no one knows what year it is. No one knows if we're on planet Earth still. <laughs> um, what are some things that you kind of I guess suggest to bring to your clients to kind of get them back on the wagon because I know that for, I mean for me and you and we've talked about this plenty of times it's not it, it's our life so mm. we literally are like I, don't, I know you went to the gym throughout that week and so did I yep. um, and we trained on our normal days that we would normally train anyway mm. so I mean we kind of keep that training routine in but for a lot of people they take that week to have the week off yeah um, so they eat um, they probably eat too much, or most people feel like they've eaten too much. Mm. Everyone drinks, mm. um, and people tend to drop off their training altogether. So are there anything that you kind of suggest to get back on the wagon, for the loss of better words? It, it is a hard one. I, I always insist people to try and maintain their routine through that period because breaking routine and getting back into routine, as you said, is much harder, harder. than maintaining routine, Absolutely. even if it declines a little bit. Because you know our objective as part of our job is to try and get um, individuals to create a lifestyle that involves training. Yeah, you know, yeah. exercise should Make be just part, of, your life. part yeah. of the week, just like getting out of bed or brushing your teeth. You know, yeah. it's part of just your daily routine. Yeah. And, and when that becomes, you know, normality, um, it's not hard to continue it even when yeah. you're on, when you're on holidays. Yeah. But um, look, you've got to you've got to dig deep in terms of um, recreating that motivation, asking your why's. You know. Yeah. Why, why do we train? What, what's the purpose of it? Um, you know, and you and I both have our individual reasons, but the, the simplicity of it is that it's obviously good for you. Yeah. It makes you feel good. It yeah. helps you lose weight. It's good long-term in terms of, you know, your bone density and your, your joint strength and obviously um, increased metabolism, yeah, allowing digestion. you to eat more food, digestion, yeah. uh, hormonal balance, sleep yeah. regulation. Um, you know, it, it's there's it's a, all the things you can't see. Exactly, you can't you can't kind of do before yeah. and afters on and the stuff that probably really long term is what really matters and why we're doing it. You got to look forward. You got to look ahead. And even if it's only you know you know six months. Yeah, or, six months yeah. in. Imagine where you are in six months if you do do it and you don't do it. And yeah. then try and use that as motivation. Yeah, I think that's been like the biggest thing that I've said to people is it's like and and I ran that twenty one day challenge right right before Christmas mm. and I don't think. And I did it as well. And I don't think any one of us stuck to it, mm. the pe all the people that did it. But the thing that was consistent is the next day we kept trying yeah. and we kept trying and we kept trying. So we could have left that 21 days and just been like, oh, fuck, we'll start next year. Mm. But I very specifically started it at the start of December so that it was like, we're not we're not waiting till the next year. We're not waiting because people forget that that time's going to pass anyway. Mm -hmm. And so it's like we can either be six months ahead of where we were or yeah. we can, you know, use excuses as to why we didn't get back back into it. Well, you can um, achieve a lot in, in a short space absolutely. of time too, can't Especially you? Especially when you're new to it. Yeah. I know that um, in particular, like the, the time between my transformation and my first, my first season mm. that we prepped for, like I grew a set of shoulders in that time. Mm. The difference between my you know, my stage photos from Transformation and my um, photo shoot that I did because we got pulled from stage for that first season. Yeah. Like, I look like a completely different person and everyone says that. Yep. And that was only, like, full on for, six, you know, six months or so. So it makes a massive difference, especially when you're new to it, I think. Absolutely. Newbie gains, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, newbie gains. <laughs> but you can also, 
lose a fair bit. Like anyone that, that comes into a health and fitness journey for the first time or has had time out, yeah. there's always that initial substantial loss yeah. for the first couple of weeks yeah, where they're being up. Exactly, yeah. new activity, new movement, um, you drop a fair bit of fluid and things like that. So that, that creates a, a bit of a momentum shift. Yeah. Um, but also an incentive to keep going and yeah. they see that and they go, oh, you know, I'm yeah, going to yeah. keep chasing ooh, this. Yeah, and which leads really well into the next thing is um, how do you make it through those tough days? What's the advice you give to your clients? Like we all know that while you're losing weight or yeah. while you're gaining muscle or whatever your goal is, mm. while you're kind of hitting little markers to get to there, it's easy to keep going because you see that change and you see the, the difference in yourself or you see, you know, the progress, mm. but everyone plateaus at one point or another. Of course. Um, so what's, what's some advice that you give to people for that kind of period? I think education's key there. Like, you know, the human body's such a complex mechanism. Absolutely. Um, so if, if you can understand the parameters around what progress looks like rather than just fixating on the scales and obviously yes. you've got the slogan fuck the scales and i yeah. think that's really that's really good because it it's just one small element of yeah. an entire journey so if you understand that you know if the weight's gone up instead of freaking out about it just look at all your all your data and this is why yeah. tracking your week is important yeah you know so you might have had a, a shit sleep you might have eaten really late you might have you might be under the pump at work so yeah. you're highly stressed yeah. well you know all Periods, these period yeah absolutely hormonal cycle 100 yeah. percent. like all these sorts of things play a role so yeah. it's important to break it down and rather than freak out about a number yeah. actually understand what's going on yeah well as i really like the way that um because i remember um you and i were talking to lana um mm. who does body scans here and we were talking around um, the scale weight and how women automatically go, oh my God, I'm fat. Yeah. And you said it in a really good way. And I always say this to a lot of my clients now, but your, that number is not your, your fat. No. It's comprised of your hair, mm. your nails, your skin, your, you know. Your and bones, so yeah, your yeah. Bone like even your bone density. Yeah. So, um, and fluids in your body and all of that sort of stuff. So all of those, everyday stresses mm. like I know that um, stress and sleep are probably two massive factors mm. that hinder weight loss that people don't pay attention to big time yeah because you know the more stressed out you are the less you know you're kind of holding on to all this crap well yeah. diet's a form of stress as well yeah yeah you know, so you you know the, the more stress you are the less likely your body's gonna join the game yeah yeah, yeah. So it's all those like little things. And so every time I kind of break that down, like every time I say it in that manner now, since since you brought it up, I'm like, that's a really good way to explain it to people, I yeah. think, because they just it just gives you that second to stop and go, oh, hang on. Yeah, it's not like... Yeah, it's just know, another stigma, just like, a, like what we spoke about at the very start. You yeah, know, people yeah. People are, are very hung up on the scales because that's yeah. how we've been raised, you know. Obviously, The Biggest Loser had a lot to do with that as yeah, well. And, yeah, yeah. Um, so... People only identify progress with a number reducing. Yeah. When it's so much more than that. You know? Well, the thing is, is as well, and I know that, I guess I've experienced this now because I've gone through a couple of seasons, mm. but I look very different at the same weight. And I always, you, you, I always post those posts with my comparatives at the same weight. And the thing that people, I think, forget is they want that fit look mm. and they want to have, you know, muscle definition well, that means that you've got to build muscle and what happens is muscle weighs 
more than fat, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's fat, it uses a lot of space, but it's it's not like, yeah. you know, muscle's quite dense. And so every time I think I should be a certain weight, I'm like, when I when I prep again, I'm like, oh, I don't look like that anymore. Yeah. With what I used to look like at 60 kilos doesn't look like 60 kilos on me anymore. I, you know, I look probably skinnier than I should at 60 kilos than what I used to look at 60 kilos. So I think that people need to, that again, that education, education component around absolutely. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in regards to, uh, uh, and I mean, girls come in, I guess you get a lot of women mm. in your team. So girls probably don't walk up to you and say, I want to look, <laughs> look like you. Yeah. But I know I get that a lot. Like yeah. I want to look like you. Um, you know, how do I, how do I do that? And mm. you set a program up for someone and you set the food up for someone and then, and then it happens for a couple of weeks and then nothing happens and then nothing happens. And then they come back to you and they say, oh, well, like nothing's happening. What do you do in that instance? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I know I, you get it. Yeah, I don't do get it. I get a lot. Look, I think I think you've got to ensure that their expectation isn't too high. And yeah. again, education and obviously the stigma of quick results. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's still driven home today in some facilities and businesses that are based in health and fitness that yeah. they they smash quick results. Yeah doesn't always work that way. If you want to have a certain look or have a certain aesthetic appeal, yeah. it takes time. Yeah. The human body responds well to time, to patience, yes. um, and to a longer sustainable approach so that you can then keep it yes. rather than aggressively lose some weight and then blow it back out and then lose it. Some, yeah, yeah. And, just and go through that This cycle. vicious cycle that yeah. is no good for anyone and really unhealthy. So uh, as long as the expectation isn't unrealistic, yeah. Um, and they understand that they need to put in time. Yeah. You know, this isn't six weeks, this isn't three months. Yeah. As, as good as those sort of periods are, because we do work very efficiently based on time, yeah. you've got to prepare, be prepared to do this as a lifestyle. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with having those three-month goals no, or not whatever all. to kickstart or yeah. to start feeling better or to, to learn about it. Mm. But um, And it's funny because I've, I didn't think about that until I, you just said that, but um, we were just looking at a video before and you said, oh, you should look like this. Let's look yeah. like this chick. And I know that I said to you, and I'm like, oh, and I'm a coach. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, why can't I look like that all year round? And you're like, they don't look like that all year round, remember? Yeah. And it was just, it's, but it's that instant gratification. Mm. Like social media is so bad for us. Oh, like, yeah. We're so, in such an instant world. So for us to have to tell people, Hey, it's not going to take three months. Yeah, it's like that's a hard pill for a lot of people. Of to course, swallow, especially when they've spent hours and hours and hours <laughs> on social media looking at all these amazing physiques. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, they look like that all year round. Well, no, yeah, they don't no, actually. They don't. No, they don't. <laughs> you know, the very small percentile can yeah. through very strict discipline. Yes, but the rest of us yeah. do not are look just like normal that. people. Yeah, we're just <laughs> normal people. We put weight on, we take yeah. weight off. It's um and um and I know that I still have a lot of people who come to me and um I had someone say to me this morning, oh, they're like. Oh, I really like cheese, but I can't eat that, can I? Because it's naughty. Yeah. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I can't believe that shit's still going around as well because I eat cheese all the time. Carbs are bad and, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Carbs so, make you fat. And... I think it depends on what um, generation they're from, right? Because you've got the yeah. low-fat generation yeah. and then you've got the low-carb generation, yeah. the keto and yeah. all those other weird diet yeah. generations. And it's like, I yeah, I don't even know how to 
manage that stuff myself. Like it's oh, just <laughs> again, it's it's again, it's education. I think that's the key principle in yeah. in working with someone. But unfortunately, you need the time. Yeah, you need to obviously crush the initial stigmas and their yes. preconceptions of what a diet and a healthy lifestyle looks like. Yeah, and then re-educate them. Set it up from a start. Yeah, I know that I often say to my clients, I'm like, just. Put everything you think you know about health and fitness into a box and then throw it out the window and set it on fire, right? <laughs> like, I'm like, let's just start from scratch yeah. because that's the easiest way to kind of the only approach, go about really. it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But um, I think that training's a big one as well because um, I know that um, Lee always says to me that he's like, man, he goes, you... you really scare some people in the gym like the way that I train because yeah. I've just not I've not always trained like that but yeah. through the years of training with you it's like okay cool I understand the intensity required to make a big difference to my physique and so that's how I train all the time and obviously I've got big goals set up now yeah. but I think that um, and I know that when I get a lot of um, women in the gym in particular um, they think they're weaker than they are. Yeah. So I start putting plates on our leg press, for example, and they're like, I can't lift that. And I'm like, why not? Yeah. Literally, you just, it's your body weight. You stand up every day. Yeah, why can't you? Yeah. 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 So I know that like the training intensity, um, probably especially around females, but even boys are oh, really males, bad at probably. procrastinating at the gym, right? Yeah. Like you go to the gym and you see them mm. between their sets for five minutes and I've done like three exercises yeah. and it's like, wow, like, so education it, around that as yeah, Absolutely, well. yeah. It's a common thing that a lot of individuals, male and females, yeah. one, don't know how hard they can potentially train yeah. or have never been shown. Yeah. Um, and two, I, I just don't have the education to, or the, the limiting belief to push harder. Yeah. You know, it's, it's often mindset rather than physical yeah. attributes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Or, or they've been, you know, set up to like, oh, you've got to have two minutes between everything mm. or you just don't know because you've never had a coach before or something yeah. like that. Because um, I mean, um, we always joke about my my hip, first lot of hip thrusts mm. that I did with you, and that that post comes up every year, and I share it every year because I was like, I was so proud of myself that I lifted a barbell with two two and a half kilo plates on either side, yeah. so twenty five kilos, right? Yeah. And at the time, I thought I was freaking she woman. I'm like, <laughs> whoa! Like if I was looking at myself now back then, it would just it's just mind-blowing. Like, yeah, what do you live now? 200, yes. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Just a little bit different, yeah. just a little bit different. But, but, but again, like it was, and I had, um, when I came to you, I had a bulging disc in my lower yeah. spine, and so I was really scared of deadlifts for a long time. And, and I locked myself out at that, you know, 80 or 90 yeah. kilo range, and it wasn't until we had that session together where you were just talking to me, but like putting weights on, and I wasn't paying any attention, and you were just telling me to lift it. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, cool, well, I'll just lift it because you know, I trusted you yeah. um, to, to have my back. And so, like, I lifted it, and you're like, yeah, good, go again. So I lifted it again. You're like, you've got one more in you. And I did, so I did three reps, and it was 100 kilos. You're like, you just lifted 100 kilos. And from then on, that was like, I think that was the moment that it was just like, bang. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I can do anything. If I can, if I can do that and get yeah. over that. And so I have a lot of people obviously with, you know, back pain and things like that that come to me and they're like, oh, I can't do this because of, you know, when in essence, like when I look back now, I don't, I haven't had back pain in my lower back since starting with you. Like yeah. just that strengthening of it. And, and that's a big misconception as well 
the deadlifts and you know people go oh but my back's sore the next day and it's like cool yeah you've got muscles there yeah so you kind of there's no there's no yeah there's no what's the, the saying there's no you're not going to hurt your back with a deadlift you're going to hurt your back with a poor deadlift yeah. so as long as your technique is good and yeah. your execution is good yes you, you, your erector spinae which runs down the center part of your lower back yeah um acts as a fulcrum it's going to get worked yeah. it's a muscle and quite <laughs> yeah. a big one so yes pulling up sore from a deadlift is generally normal yeah yeah you know? but going back to your other point about um people not knowing how to um to train, train. or how to push beyond a certain amount Limits. of volume or yeah yeah you know the old school way of programming someone was obviously pen and paper so you'd write down okay do three sets of 12 or three yeah. sets of 10 there was no structure or parameters around how much weight how much volume and obviously the rpe system which we follow now yes. was never in place as well so yeah. a lot has come from a science background to improve yeah. that but people are still working on the old methods old as space. well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of, and again, um, I guess Instagram and stuff has a lot to a lot to answer for in mm. this space because you you know you're scrolling through Instagram and you see this work and you're like, what is that person doing? Yeah. Um, and I know through COVID, like a lot of people were like, oh, if you want a body like this, do this, and they were the home workouts, you know, with body weight stuff. And I'm like, well, that's a good option. To keep people moving yeah you not get like that by doing that no like so i think that like that's a lot of misconception as well you no. know shredded shredded dudes or, or chicks or whatever jump up and they start doing body weight stuff all these fancy things on instagram and everyone wants to do the fun stuff yeah when it's the basic shit that gets you where you want to go it's the basic <laughs> shit and the over hard and stuff. over again yeah, yeah. Rep repetition that's <laughs> yeah. the other thing too repetition is yeah. key you know yeah whenever you program someone yeah you know the fundamentals need to be in play all the time whether it's a squatting based movement a hinging based movement yeah, a push, pressing based yeah. movement. yeah you know you've got to have variations of them to keep the client interested but yeah. the fundamentals still need to be there yeah definitely um and would you agree that food's probably the hardest part for most people <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> anyone can train like at the end of the day you know the 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 wealth of access to gyms we have now yeah like, you know and i've i've been traveling to india quite a bit lately yeah. and, and yeah their you gyms, did it through prep too i oh, know yeah their gyms over there compared to what we have available over here is is it's chalk and cheese yeah so we've got you know the best of the best in yeah, terms of big facility. gyms small gyms 24 hours yeah there's no excuse why you can't get to the gym yeah but you're right food is a big hurdle for a lot of people and achilles heel in fact yeah. so how they overcome that is obviously up to the individual <laughs> but um it, it, I think it comes from it comes from obviously you know obviously mass marketing has a lot to play. Yeah. Um, a lot of processing and branding and ramming home. You know, you go to the supermarket and aisles two through to nine are just processed shit. shit. Yeah. All packaged, all bagged, all whatever yeah. in a container. Yeah. Um, and it's cleverly marketed, bright yeah, colours. Yeah, high protein. Yeah, you know, they sell us on a dream when it's... And then you look at the ingredients and there's 50 fucking ingredients in there that... Uh, chemical shitstorm, I believe, is your favourite phrase. Yeah, well, that's, my wife uses that, yeah. That you can't even, you can't even pronounce. So yeah. what, why do you want to put that in your body? Just yeah. because the package looks good or whatever. Yeah, or you're yeah. sold on a clever marketing. I think it's simplicity too for people. Like people are getting, like I know life's busy, but people are getting really lazy in yeah. the area that you shouldn't be lazy in. 100%. Yeah, so like um, going, things like going to farmer's markets and um, and all of those sorts of things have mm. really like dropped off because everyone's like, oh, I just don't have the time. And it's like, well, what's your priority? Yeah. It's like, is your health your priority? Because you're telling me it's your priority, but you're eating this. Yep. And it's like, so again, actions. Yeah. 
actions versus goals kind of thing. Yep. Like if you want this, then that's what it looks like. Um, so hottest tip here, listen to your coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, just prioritise your health, like you said. Like yeah. prioritising your health, it should be... You know, I always say health should be at the top of the pyramid. Yes. And, and I know everyone argues with me and says, no, family first. Well, you're no good to your family if your health is not yeah. good. Yeah. You it, can't function. Absolutely. You know? So you can't look after your family. Yeah. And I talk about that a lot because I did my big change through, um, like, I've got three kids. You've got three kids. Like, I did my big biggest change through my kids' um, schooling years. Mm. And, and people often use that as an excuse and... And at the time, you know, we get that mum guilt, dad guilt, like parent guilt, like you're spending time away from them, blah, blah, yep. blah. But I think that it actually teaches them some really helpful skills. So my um, older two who are now moved out of home, they both eat relatively healthy and they both exercise regularly and they do that. And they've said, because they watched me go through yeah. what I went through, they saw the change from who I was and how shit I felt about myself and how... Um, lethargic I was mm. and like just it, my whole mood and I just became this entirely different person through you know exercise and eating properly yeah. and when you break down your day um, I think you did something about a hundred point check yeah um, like order and order yeah. on, your, on your time yeah um, that in particular is really good to think about because when I go to the gym, I'm at the gym for about an hour and let's say maybe half an hour either side to get to and from. That's over-exaggerating it. So mm. two hours out of my entire day is dedicated to me. Mm. Well, why don't I deserve two hours out of a 24-hour block, mm. right? It's, it's just simple. And I think that through me taking the time for myself as well to work on my health in particular, but me taking that time and saying to my family, no, you guys deal, mm. I'm doing this for this period of time, it also kind of taught them boundaries as well. Absolutely. So I don't think it's just a like one prong approach with mm. that. It's a big, it's a big thing. Um, kids are I, kids are sponges. Like they oh, they absolutely. they just watch. Like you might not think they're paying attention, but they are. So they're watching your behaviours. They're watching what you're doing. Um, they're watching what you're eating. You know, they see you going to the gym on a regular basis, yeah. and and they're positively influenced by that, yeah. or negatively if you don't do those things. You yeah. Know? Absolutely. It's, it's, um, it's important. But that, yeah, that 100-point audit is, is um, I got that off um, Dion Monkovic and it's, um, it's a really good thing to just identify where you are. You do have time because everyone, yes. it's a common excuse. We don't have time. We don't have time. Don't have enough time in the day. I hear it all the time. But if you actually sit down and work out a couple of days of your week, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, for example, yeah. start at 8 a.m. and just break it down every half an hour and yeah. write down what you plan to do in that half an hour. All of a sudden, you've got these gaps. Yeah. You know, because we're wasting time on our phone, we're wasting time with Netflix, we're just burning through time for no other reason than yeah. because we haven't filled that time. Yeah. So you can actually maximise your days a lot more efficiently when you see it like that. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I, yeah, even like I know that um, I put up a post a day or two before and it was around, um, you know, spend $100 on health and fitness a week, mm. coaching, too expensive, spend $100 on a night out, let's go yeah. like and it's like it's that kind of mentality too it's the same with the like you know people will often binge watch netflix series and stuff like that and yep. it's like so you're telling me you don't have half an hour to 45 minutes to do a training session because yeah. let's face like uh, most of my training sessions for for my clients are about 45 minutes right sure. i like to kind of keep it just under that hour mm. um so it's like so you're telling me you don't have 45 minutes to go and move your body 
and be healthy, but you've got, you definitely have been on TikTok for 45 minutes because that yeah. thing's a black hole, right? Yep. So it's like... Comes down to priorities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Back to that same point. What's, exactly. what's important? What's important, yeah. yeah. What's important. You've got to really find the whys, yeah. which is hard because a lot of people, you're like, why? And it's like, oh, because I want to lose weight. Yeah, yeah but why? Why, exactly. Oh, because I want to look good. But why? Because that's not deep enough. No, right? you got to go deep. That's all that surface level mm. shit. Yeah, and a lot of people on. can't think ahead too. Like you and I often refer to the fact that we don't want to be grandparents yes. that need assistance or have to walk around with a walker or something. I don't, right? want, to, I don't want someone helping me on the no, toilet. No, hey. exactly. <laughs> so I plan to be a healthy, strong grandfather, you yeah. know. Um, but a lot of people can't look that far ahead. Yeah. They barely can see a week in front of them. So yeah. it, again, you've got to change the mindset about um, what your future does look like. You know, yeah. do you want to be traveling? Do you want to be mobile? Do you want to, you know, be able to play with your grandkids? Yeah. I certainly do. Yeah. Well, I think that um, maybe that's something that kind of sets us apart from mm. other coaches as well as we didn't come into that fitness industry at a young age no. and just be fit the whole time. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, like we've, we've been at the bottom and, mm. and kind of found ourselves again through this yeah. kind of platform. So I think that that's why we're probably a bit more passionate than some about yeah. it. Because I know that... Um, a lot of um, the clients who have come to me have said, oh, you're very different to other coaches because you've been there before. It's life experience. Yeah. It plays absolutely. a big role. Absolutely. Yeah, it plays a big role. Yeah. Um, so we're going to wrap it up, I think. Okay. I think. We're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. Okay. We've got the thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did you want to let everyone know where to get you on your podcast and all of the places that you are because you're everywhere? Uh, well, podcast is on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, etc. Um, so look up the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. I literally dropped a new one today. Um, you can find me on YouTube and then all the socials, Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah, I'm across those as well. Yeah, perfect. Um, and I'm on like four episodes of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. So jump on those ones because they're really good. Um, I believe one of the biggest ones that I get um, get hit up about is chuck it in the fuck it bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. It was a good one. Yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, so I'm on obviously Kelly Greenslade, uh, Kelly underscore Greenslade on Instagram. Uh, I do have a 12 week challenge, which is about to kick off for the 22nd of January. So anyone who's interested in that, hit me up. I'll give you some information. Um, the 21 day challenge is an ongoing challenge that runs over and over again. It's free to sign up. You don't have to have any contact with me at all. So you don't have to ask me any questions. If you don't want to, you can literally sign up for it. It'll give you the 21 day challenge for free and it's all yours. And you can do that as many times as you like. And I think that's it for today. So if everyone is, uh, it's Monday today, isn't it? It, it is, is Monday. Monday. Happy Monday. Have a great week and we'll see you all later. Thanks, boss. There we go. Does it work? We think so. It kept saying that there was issues with frame rates. Oh, mine says that at home. And I think it's the bandwidth. Yeah, mine says that at home, and I have some really fucking good internet at home, so I don't know why. I actually think it's nice. I actually think it's Facebook because.